This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the alarm bells can be heard almost everywhere about the negative impacts of a government shutdown. The Labor Department's spending on new technology has skyrocketed in recent years. And the first woman, who happens to be a woman of color, will serve as the VA's deputy secretary. Those stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. It's Wednesday, September 13th, 2023. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. With the government's budget still undecided, federal organizations are ringing alarm bells. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman has more. The groups are warning of major negative impacts that federal employees would face under a possible government shutdown. The Federal Managers Association and the National Active and Retired Federal Employees Association, or NARF, are among many groups urging Congress to pass legislation and avoid a government shutdown. The organizations say feds being furloughed is just the tip of the iceberg for the problems a shutdown can cause. Services to the public would also be delayed or even canceled. And although a continuing resolution is congressional leaders' goal for the end of the month, the organizations say even that stopgap measure is a major challenge. Under a continuing resolution, agencies have to work under the previous year's budget and can't plan ahead. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. The Department of Veterans Affairs is getting a new second-in-command. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman reports. Tanya Bradshaw will be the first woman and the first woman of color to serve as the VA's deputy secretary. Before her Senate confirmation, Bradshaw served as VA chief of staff. Her priorities in the new job include getting the VA's rollout of a new electronic health record back on track and reaching out to veterans who are transitioning out of active duty military service. Bradshaw is an Army combat veteran with more than 20 years of service. Prior to joining the VA, Bradshaw held jobs in Congress at the White House, at the Defense Health Agency, and the Department of Homeland Security. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency is leaning into efforts to secure widely used software code. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday has the details. CISA will partner more closely with open source software communities under an open source security roadmap released this week. The agency plans to identify the prevalence of open source software within the federal government and develop tools to help agencies reduce any risks in open source code. CISA also says it will work to advance the use of software bills of material, or SBOMs, within open source software supply chains. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. The Labor Department's spending on new technology is on the upswing. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us how. Since 2016, the Labor Department has more than doubled the amount of money it spends on new technology. In fiscal 2022, labor spent about 25% of its $967 million IT budget on development, modernization, and enhancement efforts. This is up from just 10% six years ago. Labor's goal is to increase its DME spending to 40%. Labor CIO Gandeep Alawalia says the agency is undergoing a significant digital transformation by modernizing services, training employees to use these new technologies, and eliminating technical debt. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. Senior executives, managers, and supervisors at the Education Department are some of the latest to get return-to-office requirements. They'll soon be expected to report to work at least four days per two-week pay period. 
Similar to many other agencies, the changes will take effect this fall. For education's bargaining unit employees, the department says it'll first complete union negotiations before making any changes. State Department employees are preparing to come back to the office about three or four days a week. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says department leaders will continue to allow telework based on an employee's position and circumstances. A department spokesperson says employees will get more details in the coming weeks on when they should start returning to the office more often. Blinken says the department's public-facing employees, like passport specialists, have been back in the office since mid-2020. The Army will see a 20% increase in recruiting compared to last year, but it still represents a number that falls short of the Army's goal. Vice Chief of Staff of the Army General Randy George told soldiers at Ford Moore that the Army improved its recruiting force, but it still needs to do better. Last year, the Army fell short of its goals by 15,000 new soldiers. Its goal for this year is 65,000 new recruits. The Environmental Protection Agency's new standard for fulfilling Freedom of Information Act, or FOIA, requests is focused on expediting its responses when there's a pressing community need. EPA says Phase 2 of its FOIA modernization effort updates and modernizes its processes, waives certain fees, and promotes transparency and accountability. The final rule also attempts to remove barriers by raising the threshold for when requesters will be charged fees, as well as making other changes to bring EPA's fee rates and other regulatory provisions into compliance with the FOIA statute, government-wide policy, and case law. EPA says this rule is part of a broader FOIA modernization effort in which it has eliminated its backlog of FOIA appeals and reduced its average appeal response time from 257 days in 2019 to 14 days in 2022. That's a 95% reduction. The top U.S. counterintelligence office is in line to get a new leader. The Senate on Tuesday voted to confirm Michael Casey as director of the National Counterintelligence and Security Center, or NCSC. Casey most recently served as staff director for the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence. He previously served as a professional staff member on the House Armed Services Committee for more than nine years. The NCSC has been without a permanent director since January 2021. A new unclassified summary of the 2023 cyber strategy was rolled out by the Pentagon on Tuesday. It focuses on expanding the cyber workforce and building the capabilities of allies and partners. The summary builds on lessons learned from Russia's invasion of Ukraine and seeks to maintain an edge over China. The plan will look for more ways to hire more cyber workers, including incentives, longer duty tours, and using more reserve forces. It will also work with the defense industrial base to help companies improve their cybersecurity. Find these stories and more at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast of Wednesday, September 13, 2023, I'm Peter Masurlian.